Kids, I'm Bill Allerton from Urban Tiger Radio, deep in the concrete jungle heart of Sheffield, United Kingdom. And with me here today, as she is every day, is Nelly, <coughs> the Urban Tiger. I hope you're enjoying these stories that I will continue to bring you. But don't worry, if you are enjoying them, there are quite a few left yet. It will be a while before we get to the end of them. So, I'm Bill Allerton from Urban Tiger Radio, and this is your next story, coming right up now. The two children I wrote this in conjunction with were Ahmed and Nassim. Now, Nassim wanted to be a dog. Ahmed wanted to be a kitchen boy. The story had to include a skeleton, a lord, a castle, and a king, and a knight. So, this is Ahmed and Nassim in The Skeleton Lord of Spooky Doom Castle. Once upon a very long time ago, there was a very bad king. Although, to be fair, he wasn't really bad. He was mostly unhappy. When the king was unhappy, it made everyone around him miserable too. His knights were so unhappy that they all left, except for one, the bravest of them all, Sir David Beckham. One day, when the king was so unhappy that he didn't know what to do with himself, he asked his wise man, Bill, what he should do. Now, Bill wasn't really such a wise man. The only thing he really knew was how to keep his job by suggesting things that he thought the king wanted to hear or other things that would have been so hard to do that the king was persuaded that only a wise man could have thought of them. I am so miserable, said the king. When I go out, everyone in the land is wearing a miserable face. Why does no one smile any more? Well, Bill thought for a minute and then said, You don't have enough money. I have lots of money, replied the king. But not enough, said Bill. If you had all the money in the land, they would respect you as being a very powerful king, and so when they saw you, they would smile. Well, the next day, the king sent out his taxmen. They roamed far and wide across the land, taking money from anyone they found. With them, they took sniffer dogs who <sniffs> sniffed out money buried in the ground or stuffed in lofts and saved for a rainy day. By the end of the week, they'd taken every penny in the land and brought it back to the palace. They placed all the money and treasure they had found in a big pile in front of the king. The king didn't think that it looked very much. Ah, yes, said Bill, but it isn't all there yet. 
and he signalled to the guards who took hold of the taxmen and tipped them upside down so that all of their own pennies fell out of their pockets. That's better, said the king, and went outside in disguise to enjoy the respect and the smiles of the people. When he got outside, he saw that all the people looked even more miserable than before. They walked around with their heads down, not even looking at each other. Their faces looked so sad that he stopped to ask someone, Why are you looking so miserable? Don't you have a wise and powerful king? Well, the king thinks that he now has everything, said the man. But really, he has nothing. But he has all the money there is in the land, said the king. Yes, said the man. But his money isn't everything. The king went back to the palace and asked Bill to explain to him what the man had meant. Well, I have heard, said Bill, that there is another who has as much money as your majesty. Perhaps that is what he means. Then what shall I do? asked the king. You must defeat him, said Bill, and take his treasure. Then the people will understand that you are all powerful. Who is this other king? asked the king. He is the skeleton lord of Spooky Doom Castle, far up in the western mountains, said Bill. Then send for Sir Beckham, said the king. Brave Sir Beckham arrived on his black charger, Ginger, who he'd named after his favourite spice. Sir Beckham was tall and good-looking, as all knights should be, but he wasn't very clever or he would have run off with all the other knights when he'd had a chance. Yes, sire, said Sir Beckham. I want you to go to Spooky Doom Castle far up in the western mountains and bring me the treasure of the skeleton lord, said the king. Who were, said Sir Beckham, suddenly wishing he'd run off with all the other knights when he'd had the chance. All right, your majesty. And off he charged on Ginger. When Sir Beckham reached Spooky Doom Castle, he banged loudly on the door with the hilt of his sword and shouted, Er, uh, hello. Who is it? asked the skeleton. I left a note to say I didn't want any milk today, and if it's about the bill, Mrs. Dickens will pay it on Friday when she goes into town. Uh, it's not the milkman, said Sir Beckham. I'm Sir Beckham, and I've come to steal your treasure. Over my dead body, said the skeleton. I thought it already was, said Sir Beckham. And suddenly the door swung open wide and the skeleton lord stepped out. He swung his sword wildly, just missing the milk bottles on the doorstep, and lifted his shield. Just try it, he said. Sir Beckham took out his sword, and they began to fight. They fought all day and all the next night, and the sounds and flashes of sword on sword were so loud and bright that the people of the land thought it was a thunderstorm in the mountains, and they ran out and took in their washing just in case it started to rain. At lunchtime next day, they stopped fighting, while Mrs. Dickens made them a nice sandwich and a cup of tea. Then they started again, and fought for another day and another night, until Sir Beckham was tired out. 
He sat down on a rock and said, I'm fed up of this. I want to go home. Why did you want my treasure? asked the skeleton. Sir Beckham told him about the king and how he wanted all the money there was so that everyone would respect him. The skeleton, having no brains as could be plainly seen by anyone with even half an eye, thought it was a good idea. You go home and tell the king that when I have had a rest, I will be coming to the palace to steal his treasure. When Sir Beckham told this to the king, the king was very frightened. Who will save me from this skeleton? he screamed. Not me, said Sir Beckham. I have tried and failed, so now I am going home to my posh wife. The king put his head in his hands and wept in misery until the floods of tears soaked him through. Fetch me a cloth, he shouted. The kitchen boy, Ahmed, brought him the fresh tea towel that he wrapped around his waist every morning, just for such emergencies. What's the matter, your majesty? asked Ahmed. The skeleton is coming to steal everything I have, and no one will protect me, said the king. I, I'll try, said Ahmed. If you can find a way to help me, said the king, I will make you a knight. Ahmed went away to sit in the kitchen garden and think. At his side was his faithful dog, Nassim. Nassim was a very clever dog. He came from a brave and noble family that had hunted tigers in the deep, dark forests and was afraid of nothing. I don't know what to do, said Ahmed. I wish I hadn't said anything now. Nassim trotted out into the garden and sniffed around by the blackberry bush, then started to dig. In a few moments he had uncovered his favourite bone. He picked it up and brought it to Ahmed. Ah, said Ahmed, that gives me an idea. Ahmed and Nassim walked up to Spooky Doom Castle, just as night was falling. They waited until all the lights had gone out in the window and the note had been put out for the milkman. And then they began to dig. Next morning, when the skeleton opened the door to take in the milk, there wasn't any. Ahmed shouted at him, Skeleton, I have come to steal your treasure. Oh, no, said the skeleton. Not another one. He reached for his sword, which had stood in the umbrella stand in the hall, just in case, and stepped outside. As he stepped forward, Ahmed held up his shovel, which was polished bright from all that digging, and reflected the morning sunlight into the skeleton's eye sockets. Ah! said the skeleton, and stumbled forwards right into the huge hole that Ahmed and Nassim had dug the night before. He hit the bottom of the hole with a crunch so hard that all his bones came apart. Ahmed and Nassim helped the milkman out of the hole, then quickly filled it in and buried the skeleton deep under the earth. Inside the castle, they found a large wooden cart, and between them they loaded on all the skeleton's treasure and took it to the king. Mrs Dickens showed them the way, as she was going into town anyway, and, as she said, if they took the treasure, 
There wouldn't be so much for her to polish every week, so she might as well leave. When they gave the treasure to the king, he knew that at last he now had all the money in the world. He went outside again to see the smiles of the people, but they seemed just as miserable as before. The king sent for Bill, his wise man. Why are they still so miserable? asked the king. Because, said Bill, thinking very quickly, they know that now there are others even more powerful than you. Who? asked the king. Ahmed and Nassim, of course, said Bill. If I was you, I would kill them. Then make it so, proclaimed the king. The palace guards took Ahmed and Nassim into the dungeons and put them to death immediately. Outside Spooky Doom Castle, the earth began to stir. From out of the ground there came a bony finger, followed slowly by the rest of the skeleton as he put his bones back together. When he was completely free and all his bones were fastened in the right places, he went back to his castle and asked Mrs Dickens if she would dust him down, please, as he didn't want to go into town looking a mess. When he got to the palace, he confronted the king and demanded all the treasure. No, said the king, you shall not have it. Then I will take it, said the skeleton, and kill you. Gods, shouted the king, send for Ahmed and Nassim. You had them killed, your majesty, said the four guards. Then send for Sir Beckham, said the king. He's gone to Madrid, your majesty, said the three guards. Send for Bill, said the king. He's gone away, your majesty. He said they'd send you a postcard from somewhere warm and very far away, said the two guards. Then who will protect me, asked the king. The people? They're too miserable, your majesty, said the one guard. Then what about you, asked the king. And there was no reply. The skeleton took out his sword and with one blow slew the king. He sat down on the pile of treasure and gathered it to him to see if it would make him happy. But it didn't. He looked out of the window to see if the people outside looked any happier because they now had a new king, but they looked the same. And why? Because, for them, nothing had changed. But, I know, let's rewind the story a bit, back to the bit where... Ahmed and Nassim take the treasure home to the palace. When Ahmed and Nassim gave the treasure to the king, he knew at last that he now had all the money in the world. He went outside to see the smiles on the faces of the people, but they were just as miserable as before. The king sent for Bill, his wise man. Why are they still so miserable? asked the king. Because, said Bill, thinking very quickly, they know that now there are others even more powerful than you. Oh, asked the king. Ahmed and Nassim, of course, said Bill. If I was you, I would kill them. Wait a minute, said the king. If I reward them instead, they might stay loyal to me and then they will help me again. He reached into the pile of treasure and gave Ahmed the skeleton's bright golden shield and found for Nassim a collar of gold studded with diamonds. 
Wear these at all times, said the king, and people will know that you are the bravest in the land. Thank you, your majesty, said Sir Ahmed, as Duke Nassim barked loudly alongside him. We will be loyal for ever. When the king saw the smiles on their faces, he felt much happier. Suddenly, he took a small handful of treasure and dashed out into the street and gave it to someone passing by. When he saw the first look of astonishment on their face replaced by a huge smile, he dashed back in and fetched some more. Very soon, the king and all the people were walking around with such huge smiles on their faces that anyone from another country would have thought they were silly. The king handed a large piece of gold to Bill, his wise man. Is that a reward for all my good advice? asked Bill. No, said the king. It's so you can buy a ticket to somewhere so far away that I won't ever have to listen to you again. Good bye. Later that night, outside Spooky Doom Castle, the earth began to stir. From out of the ground there came a bony finger, followed slowly by the rest of the skeleton as he put his bones back together. When he was completely free and all his bones were fastened together in the right places, he went back into his castle and asked Mrs. Dickens if she would dust him down, please, as he didn't want to go into town looking such a mess. When he got to the palace, he confronted the king and demanded all the treasure. No, said the king, you shall not have it. Then I will take it, said the skeleton, and kill you. Help, shouted the king, and... Everyone came to fight the skeleton. Very soon, he was just a pile of bones upon the floor. Nassim bounded up to the top of the highest tower of the palace and barked as loudly as he could. All the dogs in the town rushed to help him and they took one bone each to run away and bury it in their own favourite spot. The king had a huge party where he shared out all the treasure amongst all his people and put smiles on their faces that might even last forever. But sometime later, in the deep dark of one moonless night, a small bony forefinger wriggled out of the earth where it had been buried and set off across town, looking for its thumb. So that was the skeleton lord of Spooky Doom Castle. Written with the aid of Ahmed and Nassim from Charlene School. I notice that is the 19th of March 2004. I hope you enjoyed that. That's a story I haven't read in some time. So, no doubt there'll be another Silly Story podcast coming along soon. Meanwhile, I hope you enjoyed that one. I hope you've listened to all our other podcasts. So this is Bill saying bye-bye.